Welcome back to St. James's Pod. I'm Sam. I'm joined in this one by Tom, Alex and Peter's back. We'll be going over the Southampton game where we've done it again. We've got three points and smashed in another few goals. And it was a game of two halves yet again. We'll also be looking ahead to the Arsenal game. If you enjoy the episode, please give us a like. Follow the podcast. You can also become a member. The links for that are in the description. And before we dive into it, here's a quick word from this week's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Sword Thailand, lead Thailand specialists in the Northeast, covering all aspects, including commercial and domestic. They've got you covered. So head to Sword underscore Thailand on Instagram and tell them St. James's Pod sent you. Right, let's get straight into this one. Unlike Newcastle United, let's dive straight in at full throttle. Guys, team lineups. What did you make? Pete, we'll start with you because you weren't here last week. What did you make of the team lineup when you saw it? Uh, I'll start with Dan Byrne. I was, um, the last game, I was glad Target was in because I thought Dan Byrne had a shocker. Then after watching Matty Target, I was glad Dan Byrne was back in because Matty Target had a shocker. So stick to what you know. Um, Jacob Murphy back in for Miggy I like that um, Jacob Murphy's playing out his skin at the minute so crack on he can start every game for me um, the whole obviously Anthony Gordon started because the thought Longstaff had broke his foot turns out he hasn't obviously um, thankfully but that was that was going to be a big risk if um, he broke his foot. So I think Gordon deserved a start. He'd been uh, playing well. So uh, yeah, no qualms about it. And uh, Tom obviously uh, Wilson dropped back yeah. to the bench. What did you make to that? I think in the preview we were saying we expected the same lineup. Uh, we, we, did, Spurs, we did call so. it, and the thing is, it's just. The luxury that we have at the minute of having such informed strikers that you know Isaac could could drop out and Wilson can come in and score goals and and vice versa. So I think um, it's just important to keep them uh, as fresh as we can get them. Um, tactically wise, I I don't know if there was any kind of reasoning that Eddie had other than just purely fitness reasons. Like I couldn't think why that would be preferred ahead of Wilson, particularly against the Southampton defence. I suppose anybody could score against Southampton the way things have been going for them this season. So, yeah, I wasn't too surprised. Um, but, uh, yeah, it wow. was um, hard going in that first half, for sure, for for, for Isaac and, um, and, and a few of the others. Yeah, it was a game of two halves again where we really didn't get started, did we? But um, Alex, I just wanted to ask you. Obviously, you were at the game with with Pete, um, and it seemed on the TV like it was really flat in the first half. That was atmosphere wise. Was that due to the fact it was like Sunday afternoon, or do you think it was starting to become a case of we're expecting a win against? teams in the league now see I, I don't think you can blame it being a Sunday afternoon because I was talking to Pete after the match and said like this Sunday 
against Arsenal, the ground's going to be absolutely fucking bouncing. Yeah. Um, and it was a bank holiday. Bank holiday Sunday as well, yeah. So you'd think that people would have been um, out for it being a Sunday afternoon. But you but did say, those. sorry, just as we were walking up yeah. through town, you said, like, you predicted, like, you were like, I don't think it's going to be a very good atmosphere today because it, it was just, it just felt flat straight away. You can tell walking through town, it's weird. Like, even like walking past the gate, like, up towards the ground, you can tell if the atmosphere is going to come out, like, electric or if it's going to be a bit flat. Like, you'll mm-hmm. get people chatting all, like, all the way up to the stadium if it's going to be, like, buzzing. If not, there was just like, it was just like a, like a sole, like, a little buzz. But yeah, from the off, like, yeah, the corner and the guy and started started to try and get some chance going. It wasn't that bad for the first sort of ten minutes, but I think it's the main reason it is playing bottom of the league, and it's expected to win, expected to be comfortable, and it was far from that in the first half because we mm. struggled getting the ball, we struggled to make chances, and we seemed fairly open at the back. So it. They silence the crowd really fucking quickly. Like, mm. and I think St James's Park is quite bad for that. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like now we're winning. Like, if it doesn't start going our way in the first like twenty minutes, it it mm. can go flat very quickly. And one hundred on on Sunday. Yeah. We our fans are shit until we score. <laughs> like, if if it's not going our way, we shit until we score. It's true. It just happens, doesn't it? We, sometimes I'll say we need some controversy in this match or we need to concede we need something to like yeah, lift yeah, yeah. the crowd up because like without it like it was just flat yeah it was flat I mean you were, you were saying there that like Southampton didn't give us a sniff even when we got the ball our passing was appalling mm. we, we couldn't make a pass we couldn't put a cross in we couldn't do anything Trippier had a really bad first half an hour yeah. I thought Um Nothing went well. Joe Linton was bad. It was it was exactly the same start as Everton. I think Everton yeah. went at us more than Southampton did. Didn't let we rest. But I think against Southampton, it was just so sloppy from us. Like we could we couldn't make a pass. Isak was just didn't have a chance because we couldn't make anything for him. Um, because he was just a lone man. Um, it was very very poor, and it, we almost you almost felt like they were going to score yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, obviously, I had that same feeling about Everton, and we obviously scored against the winner play in that game. Yeah. And we were lucky to score because we were second best then in the first half. And I don't know what it is. Like, obviously, like it's it's, it's strange because like I'm fully expecting on Sunday for it to come out absolutely like firing against Arsenal, like high intensity, high press, pinging the ball about, which we did do in the second half, mm-hmm. but we just never got going. Do you think you can put? Um, this one partly down to the fact it was the third game in space of a week. Or do you think the fact that you like mixed like you did refresh the the starting eleven quite a bit shouldn't really have affected her? Yeah, but you see, refreshed it quite a bit though. It's hasn't it hasn't it's not something. Yeah. Under. Like it's not. Yeah, I just I just mean like the likes of Isaac, you'd think are fresh. Um, Dan Byrne obviously. Should be fresh, but the players you're highlighting there actually like Trippier, Joe Linton. Um, right, yeah, I've got you. Yeah. Played every game, so maybe they're just a bit tired on this one. But then you look back at Everton, like you just said, it was the same. So I, I don't know if I, you can't. I, say yeah, that, or not. that that could be a, a fair point. I think the especially the centre of the park was where the the at the especially in that first half, was where Southampton really were winning those battles. I thought um, Lavia had a really solid 
game generally, like for the yeah. uh, the time he was on the pitch, but especially in that first half, obviously highlighted by the fact that he um, he won the ball against Bruno, which led to them scoring. Um, but I think other than you know, he's just one of like a few of those midfielders who just got the edge on us initially. Like it was just good pressing from them, and like yeah, we weren't able to get anything going. Um, passing wise um, and yeah they seem to like draw both the full backs out of positions like like Pete you mentioned Trippier like had a poor one like I think he was just getting dragged way out and it was just causing spaces for um, Suleimani mm. I think um, on the right hand side and um, Stuart Armstrong kind of getting in on, on the left which is kind of how they got their goal um, yeah it was just um, yeah, they they were just all over us, like in that sense. Um, and fair play, it. I think you could argue that we we kind of seem to be more up for the big games against the um, like the Arsenal's, the Man Uniteds, and that uh, Spurs. Um, whereas, yeah, we quite haven't, or we haven't quite got a grip of the sort of smaller teams in the league and how we should approach those games like we're sometimes maybe coming across a little naive like in in our approach to um those ones like we've seen against Everton and Southampton slow starts of those games like maybe that's something that Eddie needs to look into because you know he you need to be up for up for the games as much like um even if it's bottom of the league or top of the league Did you just call Everton a small team there? Minuscule. I can clip that up and get some... Uh, Minuscule some team. Get some <laughs> like, yeah, no. Um, what you're saying there about centre of the park, when I when I sat down to watch the game, obviously find out Longstaff's not playing, that was the first time I realised that his injury was actually like a, a bit of a bad one because Eddie had kind of said he might make the game. Um, that worried me because it showed against Aston Villa like we're not the same team without him and then at the same time Anthony Gordon gets his start which I was quite happy about because I think he like I want to see what he can do and I want to start with him before we go on to their goal and stuff because there's obviously been a massive different opinion on especially on Twitter and that but for me, I thought Gordon was our best player in the first half. And I thought it was all, like, it was, like he was the brightest player. Everyone was coming through him. And, yeah, he missed. Mm-hmm. For me, he missed one good chance, but he did hit the post. Mm-hmm. The other chance, he pretty much made for himself anyway, hit the side netting. Um, and he's been getting a lot, of, a lot of stick. And I think, Tom, I'll come to you on this because I feel like you on the group chat were of a different opinion in that um, he had a pretty poor first half. I, I say he had a poor first half only because it's... No, no, there's no, there's no backtracking. There's no backtracking because there's there's players... <laughs> there's, there's players in this team now who are so clinical when they get chances, like we've seen in in recent games like you, you give a chance to Wilson in the similar positions to that Gordon got himself into or Isaac um, and the, it's in the back of the net and 
I, I think the standards of now that they are increasing game by game, like in terms of what you need to be able to do to to keep a place, hold down a place in this uh, starting eleven. And for me, and and it might be very very highly critical and overly critical. It just I, I just felt like those chances were were massive and they should have been scoring them. And uh, that that was my feeling on it like but yeah I do I, I do think he should have scored the one that he hit the post he should have scored that his other one was a much of a half chance for me especially from the angle yeah. tight angle it's, he missed it and I, I wasn't bothered that he missed it I was like oh you know it's a chance but you know what I mean it's not a, an opener but I think you've got the thing of You've obviously, I know you're saying like so Bruno, uh, Bruno and Joe Linton and Murphy are all clinical on that now. They're now get they they've now had a good run of games under the belt. Um, Murphy's been uh, Murphy, Gordon's been getting pulled off at half time. That's the second time he's been pulled off at half time. Hey, steady on it, hey. steady Eddie. <laughs> get in. <laughs> he should be full of confidence. Um, so, <laughs> didn't know that could have been game. <laughs> um, I so I think like I don't think he's been given a fair crack of the whip. Um, I know Shira was in the same boat as you, PG. He was saying that he's been poor, uh, blah blah blah. But what Sam was saying before, he was creating most of our chances and making the most of the runs towards goal. Um, I even said to Dawson because um, we, we we seem to be going out to the right. So much and doing the same thing, and it wasn't working. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was. I, I even said I was like, "Is this all, the only idea that we've got? Just run it down the line, slight overlap with Murphy goes back to trip, yeah, then it comes back to Shaw, and then it goes all the way over to Burn. It's it like, that that seemed to be the repetitive thing. We didn't have anything else. Hence why Eddie Howe had to pull, had to take uh, Gordon <laughs> off, <laughs> had to take Gordon off at half time to put Wilson on to give him a different dimension. Um, well, which is a shame because when it went to Gordon, he seemed to be creating something. He did put some good balls in yeah. <laughs> before Eddie pulled them off. Hey, <laughs> I like in that first half, like as you're saying, like he was creating like the only chances were hard, and I think it's because the pressure was building, like in like that sort of half an hour moment where like we couldn't get the foot on the ball. So when he got them chances on the break, that would have just relieved that pressure, and it mm. would have been like. Uh, a breath out that's if yeah. you just put it in the net and you would have been mistaken I think in that Murphy couldn't might not have been on that pitch in the first half he didn't do mm. too much no um, yeah. Pete, Pete didn't think he was playing um, at one point <laughs> exactly mate what does that tell you <laughs> uh, well, you'd, have, you'd have a few beers before the match anyways so this is true pull them off I think um, obviously like Ten was it about ten minutes before the half time they switched them round, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that was because Murphy was literally like getting nothing, or at that point Gordon had done pretty he had done the same thing like too many times, and the uh, fullback had started to figure him out, so they switched them round to see if he could get any joy on the right. So that was my thinking when he got took off at half time was maybe. Yeah, he did have a good maybe first well, even half hour, but then he got a bit fouled out. Uh, and... did the same. They but, yeah. flipped their, um, I don't know if it was wing-backs or 
full backs that they were playing, but uh, they they definitely switched them round to try and like kind of because I think that at first when Gordon was getting past the uh, Lianco, I think it was he was getting past them but like a bit too easily like uh, at the beginning um, of the game, and then yeah they kind of switched it around a little bit and um, it kind of then Gordon like you say wasn't getting as many of the chances and yeah something about Gordon as well I don't know if he just like maybe needs to bulk up a little bit because I think there was a couple of times as well where like when he was kind of trying to get by a few um, players around the outside he was just getting blocked off and like I don't know maybe, maybe I'm looking at too many like um, minor details like but I, I, I still think there's a player there I just think confidence wise um, he just doesn't quite seem at it at the moment How long how many minutes did it take for like the likes of Maggie and Joel Linton to really find their feet it took like a full exactly. season at least yeah, like yeah, he's, he's yeah. barely played a thousand minutes like he's yeah he's still a kid I, and like well, that's, Sam, that's the other thing is the age. He's so young. So yeah. Sam, you mentioned on about Twitter before, like the love jumping on players when like the whole like Aye. no mm-hmm. goals, no assists. He's like he's not like he's he's doing shite. Like all these people who are like going at him, the chances are none of them have been watching Newcastle games. None of them have probably ever been to a match in their life. And there'll be like sort of salty Everton fans like jumping on him as well, saying mm-hmm. like wanting him to just not do well. So it's just a mix of like obviously Twitter noise and just mm-hmm. absolute wankers to be honest. So. If, he'd have, if, if he'd have had a shit game, if he'd have had a worse game than he did, but he scored that chance, nobody said football. Silence, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe it was like the game as well, like because people were frustrated with the game and they saw him as the 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 one opportunity where we should have took the or we should have scored. Maybe he became the scapegoat, but he is. He is 22, like, I don't know, I just feel it's a bit harsh on him, but let's, um, let's talk about their goal. Um, Alex, what was the feeling like in the, in the ground when, when they scored? Obviously, Bruno gets, like, caught on possession, sent to the park, and then, a bit sloppy defending. Well, it was three on two, really, so, obviously, was it um, Alcaraz who uh, was driving with the ball? He's he's rapid to be fair to him. Like mm-hmm. um, he was driving right through the middle, splitting the defense. So he played it really well. He basically had to. He drove to the edge of the box to where one of them had to commit and played the p- perfect pass. Um, Bruno, what, what can you say? Like he, I think he tweeted after the game that he, he didn't have his best game, and he, that that was probably hanging on his mind a little bit. That's mm-hmm. like he lost the ball. Um, for the goal the crowd to be fair it was already flat by the time they scored so when they scored yeah. it probably didn't change a whole lot um, it's only when did it wake them up at all or? it picked up a, a, a little bit like they tried to get some chance going but I wouldn't say it was like a pure raucous atmosphere like trying to like get behind the team um, it was more yeah like it was just expected like would see yeah. seen it coming would be playing poorly and would be punished for it. Yeah. And it was it was very much um in the stands that yeah, well it's deserved and we need to change something and thankfully at half time and he did. 
because we're getting out like a completely different side. And that's like, it's quite good work by Stuart Armstrong for the goal. Yeah, because he was on, he was he was behind Trippier, and yeah, as the ball yeah. came in, he, I mean Trippier just stood there, didn't know what to do. He just he, he looked, he just looped him, got him, got in front of Trippier, good and knocked, him. He knocked it. In. It was good work by him. But like, Trippier, um, Trippier yeah, just yeah. stood there. He almost like fainted towards the back post and stepped in front of him, and Trippier was like, "Come yeah, on, off!" By the time he put it in the net, yeah, yeah. yeah I he thought I was a bit critical well, like. of Trips on that one, just thinking that he hit, completely lost him, like, but maybe it was better attack and play than it was necessarily bad defending from trips but it wasn't great either that I don't know where Dan Byrne was like when we lost the ball initially with Bruno because there was a massive hole like that Alcaraz was able to run into down that um, their right and yeah he's Dan Burns that slow oh, yeah. Dan Burns that slow like, he's probably still putting just, his on. no like it, it, it just presented the chance <laughs> Absolutely shocked. <Try> to... <laughs> I'm guessing. Right. I'm guessing Jeez. you didn't listen to the pod last week. Why? What was said? You just give a massive, massive props to Dan Byrne all episode. As soon as you're back, he's getting <laughs> points. Controversial, mate. Just more opinionated than informative. Um, you, you couldn't lace his boots because you couldn't reach them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Uh, Alex obviously mentioned there half time, and like the fact Eddie changes it up. So, before we get on to the setting off specifically, what did you make of that substitute when you saw it was gone? Who got hooked or pulled off, as people say, and <laughs> Wilson comes on. Obviously, it's like in my head, it's a positive change. You're getting a, a goal scorer on the pitch, but I did feel a bit for Gordon. I wondered why maybe Murphy didn't come on. Well, we discussed this like at a half time because as all the players went down the tunnel, Wilson stayed out by himself to start warming up. So we knew he was yeah. coming on at half time. So we'll have this discussion like, right, who's coming on for? And we thought probably it would be more likely Murphy than. Than Gordon, we did think it'd be one of the two wingers, but we thought it would be uh, Murphy. I think that would game off because, yeah, as I said, it didn't really influence the game at all mm. in that first half. Um, you understand why Eddie made that change because Isaac basically played as a, a left winger in that second half. He didn't really change the formation, which he's done in the past, like when Isaac's went in like four-two-four with both of them up top, and he's played him as like a number ten before. But he was very much hugging that touchline, so that's obviously the idea he had keep Isaac wide and Gordon well, it, it worked to such great effect against Everton and we have said like I think um, going back a few months now when we were talking about how we can integrate them both into the same team and I think I'm, I'm, I mentioned obviously that he can play off that left and he could cut inside onto his right so I think it's a like for like swap in that case for, for Gordon whereas I think we've got one so now like yeah like he... where he fits in best. But it's also it's also great for Wilson's fitness. Mm-hmm. Because Wilson Wilson's getting a half in. He's bagging. He's scoring two goals here and there. And what's it? He scored eight and seven or seven and six or something like that. Yeah, um eight goals in April. And like he's staying fit because he's not getting worked into the ground. We all know he's injury prone. He's not getting hammered yeah. into the ground. He's he's coming on and doing his bit. 
which is more than enough. So he's yeah, staying he's fit. Getting the, the type of goals that we like expect him to get, like because the up, up strikers' yeah. goals. Yeah, it's it's the most goals scored um, for Newcastle in a month, isn't it? Like he's beat Shearer's record now. Is he really? With yeah, yeah, I think Shearer obviously had seven, and then um, Wilson just got eight with that game. Mm. Which yeah, I mean getting two and a half, but what a difference it made! Like we we did look like a total different team. Mm-hmm. It was it was almost like um, a different mindset as well as a different sort of um, group of players. It was an actual different yeah. mindset on the pitch. We I definitely went. Teams more are time. starting to fear as well, like when they see both Isaac and Wilson on the pitch at the same time. It just you know the goals mm. that they've scored uh, in April speak for themselves between them like it does strike a bit of fear into defenders and you could mm-hmm. tell Southampton like they were they would naturally were going to try and sit on that 1-0 lead for as long as they could and try and hit on the counter but we didn't even give them a chance to even think about like getting into any kind of rhythm like we were just straight onto them um from from the off and uh building up the pressure obviously we had a very good chance just before the equaliser um but yeah it was it, it just seemed like it was it it was just inevitable that it was going to um we were going to score pretty soon after the the second half started and then the the game would have completely changed after that which it did yeah and it was the two two strikers combined like Isaac and Wilson combined for the for the first one, I think it was about ten minutes yeah. after half time. Fifty-four minutes. Which, um, what was that like in the ground? Relief. But it, it, yeah, it was. But like we'd already started really strong in that second half, so it just felt like that was just the beginning. Like as as like the game went on, I just felt like it was inevitable after that that yeah. we were going to get another. And obviously we'll get the um the one that was ruled out, but yeah, in that stadium, it, obviously what what do you expect? Like ten minutes after half time you completely transformed how we were playing and get an early goal, so yeah, class. And then do you want to move on to the one that was ruled out now then? Was that the second? Or was that it the first? So yeah. fucking long for uh, look at far it. Too long. Far too long. Yeah, there were Trying to figure out if, if Miggy touched, touched it, weren't they? Yeah. And then they still couldn't figure it out, so there's guest. Because if yeah, it was exactly. that yeah, that it touched him, it would have taken a lot less than like three or four minutes or whatever it and took. What happened? Yeah. yeah. That's the annoying thing is like, it's yeah. not clear and obvious error. I know it like offside is meant to be different, but... But it's whether he touched it, that it wasn't the offside, which was the sort of... Subjective call. It was whether well, it, they it touched him, which yeah. it wasn't clear or obvious. If you can't tell if it touched him, yeah. you surely you can't see it touched him. I know, yeah. Because then you can't, if you can't, you can't tell, which means you can't see the ball move. So you surely you can't see. Oh, well, it must have touched him. Well, how have you come to that conclusion? Like you say, Dos, if you can see it's touched him, you can see was... the ball's moved. Okay, fair enough. It's touched him. I think. I think the thing was the ball did move. It was just who touched it, whether it was the Southampton player or me. Well, we had yeah, that okay. with Forrest, yeah, didn't we? Like for Anderson's goal, that was ruled out, which shouldn't have been. 
So why have like they then kind yeah, of aye. again made a call? Which I think I think they came out and like or a lot of ref, ex referees after that Forest game came out and said that they made the ra- the wrong call there, which it was a wrong call. So why have they then like not learned anything from it and just like I thought benefit of the doubt had like went to the attacking team when it was very much like a situation like that where it's so unclear um, and there's no angle that can really make it clear. Um, they should have just stuck with the on on field decision, which was cool. I don't I don't even think there's any benefit of the doubt these days, is there with VAR? Nobody's got any benefit of the doubt. Unfortunately. Yeah, even though they should, weird. because they can't tell for one hundred percent certain, so there should be some um benefit of the doubt, but because the VAR gets relied on so much, everyone thinks they, that has to because we use it. Everyone's like, okay, and if we're using VAR, that has to give us the right the right answer. Well, yeah, but it still Otherwise, couldn't give us the right answer because it was so unclear. And that... oh yeah, exactly. That's why yeah. that's why I don't think that, that they're going to give benefit of the doubt because they they feel like they have to give true. Definitive it just answer, got like it be right uh, or wrong. from a yeah from you guys in the in the stands and like for us watching at home, it's such a long wait to to still not be completely sure. And it's mm-hmm. the whole point of VAR is to, yeah, try and get to the correct answer and like do it in a timely fashion. And I don't think they did it, either of them things for that one, which I mean, ultimately it didn't um, matter too much for the end result, but it's still um, frustrating that. Well, yeah, that would have been nice. Wilson's happy as well, got it. it? from that but yeah absolutely fuming um the next one it took, was uh yeah. own goal on it i thought botman had scored at first the way they were celebrating nah but you can tell by but, the reactions that he he hadn't got it because dan burn was like hugging him over his shoulders like pointing to him like trying his best to whoever was officiating to give it to him because <laughs> Like, yeah, oh, you, so funny, yeah. you could see at the time. It was funny one. Yeah. The stadium announcer gave it to fucking Bruno. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard that on the TV. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Didn't yeah. get that, like. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Did, did just trying to make him feel better after. Uh, but it, it took, a, for yeah, it took a while, you know. Like, I know, like, we were talking how we got such a fast start, and I know we were peppering them for, like, other moments after that, and we had the. VAR one ruled out, but it took until seventy nine minutes before we actually then took the lead uh, through that own goal. So like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think the fact we got the um, the one that was disallowed as well, like like maybe five minutes before that, like it made mm-hmm. it feel more like we were. Um, taking the advantage and obviously we were, we were playing way better in the second half but you're right it was it was a bit later on in the game where we actually took the lead and then um, well it didn't take long after that was it it was pretty much like a few minutes after and like route one kind of uh, from from Nick Pope like uh, horrible defending we yeah yeah would you do that more often to be honest no, mm. oh, yeah, if he can get it as far down the field as he did, like, and I mean, yeah, we're not going to come up against 
defenders who let the ball bounce like that. I mean, that was criminal. Like you just, uh, you just don't. Yeah, we we were like, what the fuck has just happened? How how was he? It how was just categorical. Like, yeah, so many errors. Like they let the ball bounce, and then they just couldn't get the ball out with their feet, and then mm. like yeah, somehow it just pops back from Willick to uh to Wilson, and I mean, sort of goal that he you know mops up like you know any time like it. Yeah, it was good. Um... Good cool head right. on them, like just, just round the keeper and get in, like yeah, and that was it. Like after that, there was no like concerns really from like uh, yeah, from Southampton's point of view, getting back out. It was uh, more of a case yeah. of can we like put four and five in, like yeah, D- damage um, which... Oh, Wilson nearly did twice. as well. He nearly got his hat-trick, didn't he? Hit the <laughs> yeah, I mean that was hit the bar twice with one effort. Um, yeah, no. I, was, I know Wilson's still waiting for that first hat trick, but um, yeah, it'll 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 come. Like I I can I can see maybe the, uh, in one of our final games we've got some some games where I reckon he could uh, he could bag a hatty in one of them. Only a matter of time. I think uh, before we move on from this game, I just wanted to highlight the fact that obviously Wilson is back on fire. Like he's back to the player we all know and love after his mm. his goal drought. And I've heard some other uh, players questioning whether he's even like going to be part of this team going forward. Talking about is his Newcastle United career over when he was in that bit of a dry patch? And I just think it's absolutely ridiculous to even question that. Happens, like every every player, especially strikers, go through dry spells. Like mm-hmm. he's absolutely quality, and he has been the whole time he's been with us. So to even question that he wouldn't be with us next season is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I'm so glad that he's he's put it back in everyone's faces, and he's like back to the top scorer. He's he seems to be loving his football again, and even though he's having his minutes managed, he's still coming up with the goods. So mm-hmm. and it's good to see Isaac. Isaac and him combining so well as well, not just competing with each other for the starting lineup, but on the pitch together, they look, they look mint. So, um, unless you guys have got anything to talk about, we'll move on to the Arsenal game. Oh, good, mate. Let's go. Well, yeah. let's let's start with Isaac and Wilson. Then, do you think there's any chance that them two start the game together? Could... Yeah, we were talking about this when we doors. Right. I think we've got. I think like the fucking goal. All he's guns blazing. Starting both. All yeah, guns blazing. The only thing that like makes us think that it might not happen is Longstaff being fit. If we've mm-hmm. got the same players available, I think we'll start with. Yeah, with Isaac on the left, Wilson up top, and probably Murphy on the right. But if Longstaff comes back in, obviously we're all playing Arsenal. They are. A very good attacking side. The score. Well, that's it. They're like a fast start. We just mm-hmm. seen as we were recording this, the three 0 over the half time against Chelsea, and that Chelsea being wank. But do you know what I mean? They're like a fast start. So is, do you have to take that into consideration of the whole counter attacking thing? As soon as we break their play down, then we can break. If we have Wilson and Isak up top, it's just both teams going at it and could possibly leave themselves open. Um, but Isak's got that. Defensive capability as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, he's got the legs to do it. So even if he only lasts 60, 70 minutes, like starting from the left, like what? Honestly, he was having Leanko's pants down. Like he's, he, he's he dribbling skills. Are his dribbling play. skills is ridiculous. He, he done it again. He went in between two players again mm-hmm. the other night, mm-hmm. and honestly, like he's just a joy to watch. Like when he squares mm-hmm. defenders up, you can tell they just shit themselves. Like yeah. he can go outside, he can go inside, and there's no telling what he can do because the ball just sticks to his foot. I mean, mate, you took the words out of my mouth. Gonna say yeah. the ball just sticks to his feet. Um, but on the plus side, like you said there. Longstaff could be about back, and Maxi could be back as well. He's, mm-hmm. he's fishing. He's putting a little few tweets out there and Instagram posts saying that he's back. So it's another bit of firepower off the bench to have him dribbling at you. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't think I can predict what he's going to do. I, I don't know. think Longstaff comes back in. I think um, this is probably the know. hardest lineup of the season to try and predict because can you keep on dropping Callum Wilson after scoring two goals every game? Well, this is, yeah. yeah, but I, it, the formula's working. I know. Uh, but it's not working. Know. It's not on the pitch. Oh, that's, that's, I, I, that's the other thing. <laughs> I, that's the other thing. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. I think Eddie will want that um, option off the bench, personally. Because if, you, if you're starting both, there's not really that striking there option is, to come no. on. Um, and I think if Longstaff is fit, he'll play. And I think we'll go with the usual where it's like Joelit and Willock doing the interchanging on the left. So you think Gordon gets dropped, I'm guessing? Well, then does he get, yeah. if Maxi's fit, does Gordon then find himself even demoted onto the bench as like not even... This is the thing you've got to monitor, doesn't don't you? Because his confidence yeah. could be fucking shot a bit here. Get, he's getting taken off the pitch at half-time, then he's getting dropped again not starting for a player who's sort of just come back from injury if you like being in France for the last couple of weeks yeah it's I like... don't think Maxi will be fit enough to be no yeah he'll get 15 minutes minutes I don't well, even know he'll get on against Arsenal to be honest I think if we're chasing the game you'll probably will go with Gordon because well, he's like, more that's match the thing. Sharp, when we were talking about match sharpness the other day with Matt Target um, against Everton and you could tell how lacking he was like and it definitely was a it, it was it was obvious so we we wouldn't want to have the same again with like throwing Maxi in too too early if he's uh, especially in a, a massive game against Arsenal question marks any question marks around me if you're starting <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, didn't panic. Didn't question panic. marks on what? Sorry, Sam. Murphy. Uh, wait. Murphy. Your man. Your man. <laughs> Don't act like you didn't hear me. Uh, your man. Your man. Hey, look, I think certain Miggy. The great thing is, obviously, they're both like in form. Miggy's like not at being at his like best from beginning of the season, hence why Murphy's then had this run and, and started like, you know, really performing uh, exceptionally well. But Miggy can still come in and like you know, he did he did do some things um against Everton, uh did Miggy. So uh yeah, I feel like he's yeah, um Miggy could could get a, a start. I don't know. Um 
Is there any chance Gordon um, goes on the right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's... Because he's right-footed, is Gordon, so... It... No, yeah, I know, I know, but it, so it, it's... I, I think Gordon's <laughs> game is more suited to cutting in on the right rather than taking the uh, defender down the right side and, and whipping crosses in with the right foot. It's, from what I can tell of him early days, like he could, he could still develop into that player that Murphy is and who can get that burst of pace and like get around him for the the defender. But I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Gordon to say whether or not he can play down the right. All right, let's transition on to Arsenal then. Is there anything with them playing Chelsea tonight that you can see getting changed for our game or well, Saliba might be back. How much are you watching the match? Because um, yeah, there's centre half conundrum that they've got. Um, they've got Saliba obviously still out, and Arteta was pretty coy. He was like, he's not going to make the match tomorrow. He mentioned this yesterday. However, we'll have to see about Sunday. So, God knows. I think he is near in a return, mm-hmm. but. The interesting change in the lineup today was that Rob Holden had been dropped and this young and um, Jacob uh, Kivio, I want to say, was getting his first start. Um, I haven't seen him play. Um, I'm not watching the match tonight, so he's very much an unknown. A young lad that came in from Poland in January. Um, so I'll be interested to see him square up to both. Isaac well, it's not like he's had a big, yeah. big name striker for Chelsea think, to you know worry him I think by the sounds of it Aubameyang's had an absolute stinker today against uh, against the, the two Arsenal centre-halves so <laughs> I think that uh, they'll definitely be having a harder task uh, at St James's It looks like Trossard started which from what I've seen of Arsenal recently, he always comes on off the bench. So I, mm. I don't know if does well off the bench, to, Yeah, I don't know if they're trying to keep some legs for our game or if it's just uh, injury or he's Martinelli. So I think it might have just been a bit of like rotation. Obviously, Martinelli's been the the one who's started more games um, this. He's been bagging for fun lately as well, Martinelli. So you'd think that he's going to be their first choice if they've got a leg off. Yeah, him, Jesus and Saka, uh, mm. which would be... Yeah. And with with Saka as well, we had to really double up on him last time we played them. So that could really affect uh, who play, who starts on the left as well. Whether he'll trust he's acted to do that or whether he's going to have to make sure... I don't know Bruno or Joe Linton if they're playing yeah. centre mid is doing that. I would say Joe Linton would be probably uh, tasked with there. like coming across and supporting Dan Burn. And I mean, I'd feel sorry for Saka with fucking two giants of Joe Linton and Burn like trying to keep you under wraps because uh, yeah they'll mm. they'll look to try and bully him a little bit and uh, and uh, yeah like like we did after that like opening five minutes at the Emirates where Burn was just getting. Uh, you know, put on toast by uh, by Saka. Like after after that five minutes, he he sorted them out and like he he was a lot more solid. So um, yeah, 
I'd, I'd like to think that was that we're gonna approach it this you know a little better but not not many teams go at Arsenal because they shit themselves but I fully believe we fucking will well Eddie Howe said this all the time he says we, we play we don't play to draw we play to win I mean, we played a draw, like, not going to lie. Yeah, we uh, we did. Uh, that's, 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 Eddie's not, not going to say that, is he? But Yeah, yeah. We did, but, but the way that we're playing now, we're, we're not fucking scared of anyone. It's what's completely it? different, that's St. James. is completely different. Yeah, exactly. And like you say, it's a, what's it, half past four, four o'clock kickoff? Half past four, four Half past four kickoff. The majority of the stadium, it's bang hole, the majority of them are going to be absolutely steamballed. So the atmosphere will be bouncing. Before the game, the atmosphere will be absolutely electric. You just know it. Maybe that's maybe that's the whole reason why the Southampton game was shit. Because everyone was... And it was bang holder, but... I mean, I'm just going off what we were doing. Yeah. We were like, we're not going on a mad one this weekend because we're going on a mad one next weekend for the Arsenal game. I can imagine the majority of people are doing that because the Arsenal game, much like the Man United game, much like the Spurs game, was a big game. You're playing one of the top. You play. You top of the league. Like we, we could Not potentially anymore. stop them winning the league. Wait, this is well, it. We could potentially stop them winning the league. Um, I know. I, th- I think they've lost. I think they've lost it already. But like, I this this could be. Well, it could be because I mean, City play um, again tomorrow against West Ham, where they'll likely be going back on top, and then they play the, on the Saturday. So they like they could be four points clear um, still with a game in hand over Arsenal so mm-hmm. for Arsenal yeah. like they would be going into that game against us knowing full well like they that they have to win the game so it makes for like it would be good oh, for yeah. us if City win like yeah. demoralise them a bit and then if we could go 1-0 oh well totally like really they, they have to there's no um, or oh, Chelsea yeah. pulled one back but um, yeah, there's they there's no other thing in question. They have to pretty much win out the rest of their games because City will beat West Ham and they'll beat Leeds like um, in their next two games, both at home. So yeah, all pressure on Arsenal, um, and and we should we should just approach it like that. Like it's all on them. Like yeah, I know we've. But also. Liverpool play, play twice before we play as well so they cut the gap from 9 points to 3 mm. so then we are sort of potentially thinking like oh they're going to be on our backs here um, so I don't I, I, I don't I couldn't say that the pressure's on all on Arsenal because I think yeah if if Liverpool are kicking out with heels then we're going to stop feeling the pressure and like we'll think we need to get get at least a point um, on Sunday do you think there could be any chance of the fact last season's game was so good like the atmosphere was so good um, do you think that could go against us in any way like too much sort of expectation um, well for it to be more the flags have, have said for us to like bring the flags and uh, bring the scarves and stuff like for, for this one um, obviously trying to replicate some of that atmosphere from from last season and like some of the big games we've had this season in like the cups and against Man United and everything else. So like, yeah, there could be an element of like, are we 
try. Well, I don't know. Like, are you saying like that we're they'll yeah. they'll be trying to get one over on us as well after that after we stop them getting Champions League in 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 our back garden. Like, they'll be wanting to shut us up and put us back in our place if you like, but obviously. I mean that, that's not going to happen. Like I don't. I think I think they'll fold me. I think the atmosphere will be that fucking bouncing. I think they'll just curl up. That's what happened last game. Like, like we're talking about. That's what happened when we when we stopped them. Um, getting the Champions League. It was because the atmosphere was just stupidly good. Like it was mad. Yeah. I remember seeing the photos well, of Bruno. That's what worries me slightly. Yeah, I'm not sure what you mean. By In what that. way? Just that. It might, it might not be. Um, it just might not be the same again, and everyone's oh, expecting I'm, it to I'm, be the same again. I'm, I'm fully, I fully think it will be like, might not be exactly the same. But was it not a Friday night or something game? It was a night game, night game against Arsenal. Was it a night game? Yeah. Yeah. So night obviously, game. night games under the lights is always better. But shows a bank on the piss. So yeah. uh, the only point I'll make no, to no, what you just so, said there, Sam, about worrying about you know, trying to live up to what it was like last season. Obviously, Arsenal had the uh, documentary being recorded and that was obviously a massive, like, point in the documentary after mm. our our game and them not making the Champions League. Obviously, we're getting recorded right now for our documentary. So, like, I'm sure there'll be, like, people be... And we're... I mean, it's just the... And we're the, the Champions League. Juxtaposition, like, just seems like you know, just right there for a documentary like maker to be like having a wet dream over it. Like, um, so yeah, I, that is a worry. Like I would hate for us to like be caught out on, in the documentary, you know, losing to Arsenal in that sense. But, um, yeah. We just don't want to do now. <laughs> crying after a four 0 down. <laughs> you saw you crying on the Netflix. After six pints. <laughs> yeah. You dropped your pie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just have dropped your pie. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. 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 Get those and get the photo on the socials. If he dropped his pie, two point oh. Um. I um. I can't what I was going to say there, you can't say that, man. Ah, you're pie, you've got. I can't, that's what I was going to say there. I'm the clue. Uh, well. But yeah, like it's, um, oh, that's what I was going to say. Wait. I, I, we just need to do, I don't want to, I'm really worried uh, recently about Nick Pope in his, in his feet. Like, it, it was the same at Southampton. Every time he gets the ball, he receives the ball and he has like a massive touch away from him. And then he's slow mm. to run back to it. I'm thinking, fucking hell, man. Like, I, I don't like it. Botman saw like when... short at one point as well in the last Yeah, game. some of them do. It's like some of the players, obviously they've got to have confidence in them. And they've got to believe in them. But I think some of the players get themselves in a bit of a shit situation, like with the ball at the back. So they just release it to Nick Pope. Mm. And then it's like, well, Hi. it's not my fault. Nick Pope had the ball. And it's like... Nick, everyone knows Nick Pope's not good with his feet. Stop giving them the ball. Unless it's a clearance <laughs> or something like that. Under, in tight situation, okay, I get sometimes you have to, but when we're under pressure and he's got players running at him, yeah. I would, don't I would Nick Pope, that, just fucking yeah. kick it out. Because mm. I'd, I, I, I'd rather it be booted out 
for a corner or a throw-in than have Nick Pope taking a touch inside his five-yard box, six-yard box. Five-yard box. <laughs> Everything small to me, mate. Five yard box. So, yeah, and just pissing about with it. Yeah, I think Arsenal will probably have. They'll probably highlight that with their. They've got loads of speed up front on this. So yeah, they'll just pressure them. Soon as they put get them all, the pressure's on. You know what? We'll do exactly the same for them. Like Ramsdale, like he's he's good with his feet. Oh, he can hold the ball for too long. Yeah. He's been having shock as recently though, hasn't he? He's had a few stinkers well, recently. Um, all right, we're getting on a bit for time, so let's go to predictions. Um, obviously, last week we had a correct prediction. That was made by George, who was standing in for Pete. Now oh, George, we have to lad. decide: does Pete get those points, or should we give George the points? I'm giving George the points because I'm not having a guy who comes on once every four months. Being higher than us in the prediction table. <laughs> He's already yeah, higher. Give it the choice. So who are, you, who are you giving the points? Me or George? <laughs> George. <laughs> filthy, filthy, you filthy bastards. <laughs> so you and George are tied at the top of the league for predictions this season. Um... And that was obviously 3-1, correct prediction. Uh, I'll just give you as a reminder. Tom, you went 4-0. Dorsey, you went 3-0. And I went 6-2. I have to so. say, I'm like, I know we'll concede. <laughs> yeah. I'll then pick 3-0. Yeah. So, Arsenal at home Ooh, then. 3-0. Um, 2 I'm going to see. Actually, 3-0 at the 2 in Pete? Uh, yeah, I what Dorse did you say 2 0 2? No, no. Oh, 2 2. Sorry. Um, 2 2. I'm saying 2 2 1 for the, uh, for the 2. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go 3 2 to the 2. Ooh. Um, also, I wanted to throw a curveball at this point. So without checking the fixtures, sort of quickly here, we've got five games left this season, I think. Yeah. How many, how many points are we getting before the end of the season? I'll go first I'm with. I'm going to say ten. Ten. That's mathematically possible. Five. How many games we got left? Five. 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 Ten points, and I think that guarantees your top four. Come on, quickly now. Eight. Eight? Yeah. I'm going to go with ten. <laughs> That's I'm going to get three wins and a draw. I think we'll beat, we'll beat Chelsea, Leicester, Leeds. Get a point against either Arsenal or Brighton and lose the other one. I think that's probably about fair. And then I think, I think someone's worked it out on Twitter that... If we get seven points, depends on Champions League. So two wins Champions League, one. really? Yeah. Not just guaranteed European football. Guaranteed, I think well, guaranteed, guaranteed European, European football. football yeah. Guaranteed. yeah. See, I, I've seen that, but how's that possible? Your over conference, like. <laughs> I think it's with the head-to-head. Head just as well, stay, just, 
Oh, right. Since okay. there's a few of them playing each other, there's only a maximum that like, some of them can get, obviously. Because so... I was like, if Brighton win the rest of their games, because they've still got um, seven games to go, surely that would mean they'd go ahead of us and they're in eighth. But, then, but I guess like, all the other teams have to go ahead of us as well. And the right? playoffs. So, got like Man U, Arsenal, um, yeah. Man City, Villa, all to play. So that would be taking points off the teams around where as well. Yeah, all right. Okay, sweet. So we're definitely going to Europe next season then. I yeah, think right? the predictors now have us a higher percentage than Man U to finish top four. Got what, 97% guaranteed Champions League football according to Opta. But even... Even Europe, a conference that's like we're definite. in. We're in Europe now. We're yeah. done with Europe. We're in Europe now. Get in! Like, what a way to end the pod. Get Can you research there, Sam? We're going to Europe, lads. Well, this this is it. I did do my research, but my maths was like <laughs> telling me last season. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, we might get relegated. Yeah. <laughs> Mathematically safe yet. (laughs) (laughs) Magic 40 points. Thanks for watching, guys, or listening on podcast platforms. If you can, give us a like, that would be great. Join us next week. We'll review the Arsenal game. Hopefully, we'll have three points and we can be celebrating one step closer to Champions League. And then we'll be looking on to the next game. We'll see you then. Don't worry.